Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, 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 look who's back. Oh, I have to apologize. It has been, I think, three weeks or more since I've been on the podcast. I've had every intention to get on here. Um, and life has just been like one curveball after another. I shared on my Instagram this week, though, one of the biggest reasons I haven't been around, which is just such a silly reason. It's not silly, but we got a puppy. <laughs> and... um Lo and behold, it's hard to record a podcast when you have a new puppy in the house. Number one, we've all had to take turns being with her all the time. And number two, sometimes, you know, you get interrupted. The other day, in fact, I tried to record a podcast. I had actually started to record. She was sleeping. I was home alone with her. And then she woke up and I was like, you know what? We'll have to regroup and do this another time. Um, besides the new puppy, which I'll share more about her in a minute, life has just been upside down, round and round. And there's a lot of different things going on. And I want to be real and transparent and honest with you all and talk to you about the ministry and what's been going on with the ministry and just why I've been so much quieter lately, which I did a podcast episode about that actually a while back about why I've been quieter. Um, and just really what the Lord is doing in my life, because If there's anything I've learned from doing this ministry over the past, I think it's 12 years now, it is just share what the Lord is doing because a lot of times that's just what people need to hear is real experiences that other people are having with the Lord, you know, for encouragement or whatever it is. So, you know, sometimes I don't have all these great big things to say, but I can just share what the Lord is doing in my life and maybe somebody out there can relate You know, um, today we're going to talk about, it's so funny that I had this topic picked a while back, slowing down. (laughs) Oh, the Lord has a sense of humor too, because here I am, you know, slated to talk about slowing down. And I feel like life has been moving at, you know, high speed lately. So it's very ironic, but also very much like the Lord. Um, But we are. We're going to talk about slow living, slowing down, um, you know, getting out of the rat race of life, focusing on what truly matters, simplifying all of that stuff today. And, um, you know, I do want to catch you guys up on what's been going on and how I have been kind of reevaluating in the midst of just craziness. And so... Before I start, I do want to mention, I had mentioned on the last podcast 
podcast episode. My son is at One Life Institute this year. He's at the Trade and Culinary Program. And it's such a cool program. Um, One Life itself, the, uh, the first year program he did last year was literally life-changing for him. And he is this year in the second year program, which is actually called One Life X. And they have an entrepreneur part of that and then a trade and culinary part of that. He's in the trade program. Um, the entrepreneur program is amazing because while there, the students get to start their own businesses, like legit real businesses. And they get to start a business and run it. And you know, what better way to learn about entrepreneurship than to actually be in the middle of starting a business. So one of those businesses I have been so impressed by is Witness Apparel Co. You can go check out these students and please, you know, support them right now because it's just an amazing, um, an amazing group of young adults that are learning so much, yes, about how to start a business, but most importantly about who they are in Christ. Uh, One Life does a great job of spiritually growing these kids, and my son has experienced it firsthand. I love their philosophy is that they are not interested in, you know, what you are going to do, but who you are becoming. And I've loved that uh, whole philosophy. And so witnessapparelco.com, you can see one of the businesses that were started. They have beautiful t-shirts. I had some on my Instagram that they sent me. Um, I am super excited to wear them in this warm weather. And they're just beautiful. So also one of the other businesses that was started that my son was involved in building um, is called, it's, it's, it's a glamping site. Have you ever heard of glamping? It's like fancy camping. And so that you can find at sakanaga.com, which is S-A-K-A-N-A-G-A.com. You can click on lodging and you can see the glamping site. So if you've always wanted to try camping, but you're like me, you're not quite ready to be out in the wilderness, this is the way to do it. They have a beautifully designed camping site, but it's glamping so it's a little bit more luxurious than camping you have a bed and you have a beautiful tent and you have to go see it and um, my, my son was involved in building the site and it's just a great place talk about simplifying it's a great place to get away from it all you know um, to get into nature to get into some quiet and uh, you know peaceful uh uh, into a quiet and peaceful place, whether you're going away, you know, as a couple or you want to go on like a girl's weekend, um, go support these students. And more importantly, you can even get some, you know, um, pampering for yourself here at the glamping site. So go over and check out Sakanaga.com, click on lodging and you'll see the glamping site there. Again, supporting these young adults would be such a wonderful thing. So slowing down, slowing down. Yeah, going to that glamping site would be a great way to slow down, right? Sometimes you just have to like get out of your usual element to um, to, to be kind of forced to slow down. Sometimes you just have to like take a step back from life and reevaluate like what on earth are we living for? I've, I've talked about that many times on this podcast. You know, we get so caught up in doing, doing, doing and so caught up in all the stuff going on, I think that we forget what on earth we're truly living for. And I think what we believe about God determines how we live. What we believe about, you know, eternity will determine how we live here. 
And I think a lot of times when we get caught up in the rat race and we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle, honestly, it's because we've taken our eyes off of the Lord. So the past several weeks here have been a little crazy, as I told you, but yet in the midst of it, I have seen so much in my own life that I want to slow down. Um, and so let me just kind of recap what's been going on here and how this all relates, et cetera, et cetera. So like I told you, we got a puppy. Now there's nothing that makes your life more chaotic than a puppy. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It wasn't my idea. We tried this a few years ago. Didn't work out at that time though. It wasn't a puppy. It was a, um, an adult dog and you know, it really wasn't suited well for our family and we had to um, give it back to the people that gave it to us. It just didn't work out and it caused a whole bunch of heartbreak and it was sad. So I was like, never again. We're never doing that again. And of course, you know, the kids are older now and um, I really feel like my farmer boy who is, you know, going to be a farmer man. He's 14. <laughs> I still think of him as my little guy. He lost one of his goats recently. Um, you know, life is changing for him. My son will be leaving next year, so it'll be just him at home, homeschool. And we thought, you know, this would be a good time for him to get a dog. I kind of thought in the fall when my son left, it would be a good time. It would be a good, you know, companion for him, distraction, whatever you want to call it. You know, he is the animal lover. He has researched how to train dogs. Um, like I said, we wouldn't just go into this lightly. But I thought it was going to be a little bit more in the future than it it is. So, you know, we talked about it and then it was like all of a sudden we had the dog. Um, and I have to admit for me, it hasn't been an easy transition. So anyone out there, dog lovers, I'll take all the encouragement you can give me. Um, all of the, I'm just being real and honest and transparent. You know, the puppy is adorable and all that, but it is a lot, a lot of work. Mostly my sons are handling it all, thankfully. But, you know, all of a sudden it's like we have to think about everything we're doing and where we're going and, you know, all of that stuff. So I would appreciate any encouragement that you would be like, hang in there. It's going to get better because um, I didn't grow up with dogs. So it's all, you know, newer for me. And, um, you know, all the normal stress that comes along with having a dog. So I would love to hear your encouragement. But like I said, I have not even been able to get on the podcast because I just can't even find like the quiet moment to do it. Um, so actually right now, to be honest with you, my son is watching the dog and I'm watching the dog on the ring camera. Uh, who would have thought I'd be here <laughs> this time in my life watching a dog on the ring camera to make sure uh, she's doing okay. <clears throat> So anyway, she's a yellow lab. She is 12 weeks now, and her name is Mama. So we do love her. She's adorable and all that. Um, and we're excited to see her grow up. Right now, she's little Mama. She's going to grow up to become big Mama. And we're excited to have her as part of our family. But I'm being real and honest. It is a lot of work. It is a transition. It isn't all butterflies and, you know, flowers. So that's been busy. Um... So I don't know how much I'm going to say about it today, but probably more for a future episode. Just recently, I had one of the biggest, um, <clears throat> just recently, I had one of the biggest um, spiritual encounters, probably I could say with God I've ever had in my life. One of the most powerful experiences 
um, one of the biggest breakthroughs for me. And like, like I said, this is a whole nother episode, but I did want to share it now because it has to do a lot with just, you know, everything that's been going on. Um, I had been dealing with a, I don't even know how to say it, a burden. Uh, you know, you know, I became a Christian 25 years plus ago now. And since that time, I have always accepted, you know, that Jesus has covered my sins that I am forgiven for all of the past sins, especially pre-knowing Christ, all of the things I did. Um, But I had always struggled. I had always felt like there was this kind of wall. And there was one um, dark corner of my life that I had probably not quite uh, healed yet or surrendered yet. Um, a lot of it was things that were done to me, but also things that I did kind of traumatic, you know, experiences, things that I'm certainly not going to get into here, but, um, through many different things, the Lord started just showing me how much I needed to bring this thing to the light. I could feel that there would be freedom on the other side that I could truly walk in, um, God's purpose for me a hundred percent instead of like 99, maybe I was holding back a piece of it. And so I knew what needed to be done to heal this thing or to, I shouldn't say heal it cause it's not healed yet to begin healing it. And there was like a week of just turmoil. I couldn't sleep. I could barely eat. I was just thinking about this thing constantly and praise the Lord. I did what I needed to do. And I had experienced God in such a powerful way that week. And it's not lost on me that that happened the week I was running a conference at church, a women's conference, which was an amazing event. If you guys out there uh, listening were there, it was just so fun. Um, So glad for the people who could make it. But it was called Settled, Finding Peace and Settling Your Soul. And I felt like I couldn't actually give the messages that I was going to give that day unless in my soul it really was settled. And I really understood that it was all settled at the cross. So that was really cool. But that was a very crazy week leading up to it, you know, busy running the conference and all of that. Um, and then after that happened, um, literally the next day, from that conference, my son, who is in South Carolina at the One Life Trade Program, came home for spring break unexpectedly because he got engaged. And that was just all, you know, exciting. And then that week was crazy because we had him home and um, he wasn't planning to come home for spring break. But then when they got engaged, they wanted to come home and celebrate and all that. So it was just like a whirlwind of a week. And then the puppy got sick that week. I won't get into that, but you know, just life. Everybody has their things. Everybody can sit here and say all the things that are going on. And in the midst of it, I'm like, I need to record that podcast on slow living. <laughs> Meanwhile, my life is going faster than ever. Um, so since then, the puppy is settling down a bit, I think. 
Um, the women's conference is over. My son is back in South Carolina, coming home in May, though. I'm so excited. And we'll be planning for his wedding next. So I know that life is never settled. And that was the main gist of the conference. You know, I told the women, if they were coming to the conference to hear, like, my list of things to do to find peace and order and to settle your soul, they weren't going to find it. Because circumstances on earth are never settled. But in Jesus, our souls are settled. And that was the whole gist of the conference, that life is never going to be settled. Our circumstances are never going to be settled. We're constantly going to be um, hit with, you know, different struggles and turmoil and tragedies and circumstances and highs and lows. And in the middle of it all, though, we know that because of Jesus, uh, we can find peace in our circumstances. And so, um, you know, now that all those things are over, I'm just like, okay, I need to get back to the podcast. I need to record this topic on slow living. And then I laugh at myself, like, who am I to talk about slow living when life has been so crazy? But then I'm like, you know what? That's exactly it. Because I know in the middle of the crazy what truly is important. And I want to get back to that. And so what is slow living? What does that even mean? Right? Um, If you look at our society, it's anything but slow. It's getting faster and faster. The hustle culture is real these days. You know, the girl boss hustle, do this, do that, you know, focus on me, 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 make money, be successful, have ambition, have goals. Not that those things aren't good. But I think they help us to focus on the wrong things. And slow living just means, you know, we don't have to look like everybody else. Years ago, when my husband decided to own his own business and not work in, you know, corporate world anymore, we wanted that. We wanted slow living. We bought this hobby farm to move out here and just appreciate um, a different lifestyle, not to be caught up in the rat race all of the time. And just because we moved out to a hobby farm does not mean things got simpler. In fact, in some ways they got more complicated. And just because we moved out here doesn't mean necessarily things got slower. It's a mindset. You can have a slow living mindset wherever you are, in an apartment in the city, um, out in the country. I guess it would be easier to do if you're not surrounded by the hustle and the bustle of the city. But again, it's a mindset. Slow living really means you're going to determine what is truly important to you. And it doesn't mean slow living doesn't mean you're lazy. It means look at your motivation and your purposes. This world is running around and they're running quickly and they're running to the next thing. But really, what are you running to? If you're one of those people that feels like you're constantly busy, you're constantly rushing, you're constantly, you know, stuck in the grind or the hustle or the rat race, what is your end game? Why, like, where are you running to? You know, you can look around at the world and say, this whole world is running so fast, but where are they going? You know, one of the things we talked about at the Settled Conference is that this whole idea of liminal spaces, like that's a whole big thing out there. But in the in the sense of what we talked about, 
I didn't know a liminal space is a transitional time. It's a time of growing. It's a time where you need to go through something to get to the end of your journey. So the liminal space is never meant to be a place where you live. It's meant to be a place that you pass through to get to the place where you're ultimately going to be. And so I talked about it at that conference that... Um, a liminal space, you know, can be compared to like an airport. An airport is a liminal space. Nobody is meant to live there, praise the Lord. Uh, but you have to go there to get through to your destination. And oftentimes an airport is chaotic and crazy and it's not always the most fun place to be. And it's, you know, um, filled with different things. But you must go through that to get to your ultimate destination. And for many of us as Christians, earth is really our liminal space. It is our transition time. We are not meant to live here on earth. This earth is not our permanent home. It is a transition time where we're going to experience things and grow and go through things, but ultimately not for those things in and of themselves, not for earth in and of itself, not for our lives as our end game, but in order to uh, move forward in our journey towards our ultimate destination, which as a Christian is with God. And this world is not our home. And I think for many of us, uh, People that are non-believers, the reason they're so busy running around, I think, quite frankly, is because all of us knows deep down that we're going to die. All of us knows, whether we know Jesus or not, all of us are born with an innate sense that we are made not to be here forever. And that can cause a restlessness if you don't know Jesus, and you can try to bury that feeling down. And what does this world do? They turn to all sorts of things to numb the fact that deep down they know that their life is not going to be eternal. And so what do they do? They go after things of this world of pleasure to try and stuff down that feeling to try and uh, numb that feeling or to, you know, Uh, run away from that feeling. And they may turn to alcohol or shopping or food or drugs or people or lust or whatever it is. Um, And achieve more things, achieve more things. It makes me feel good here on earth to achieve more things. And I think sometimes as Christians, we get caught up in that as well. But as the Christian should know, this world is not our home. We are on a destination and we are in a sanctification process. And so rather than trying to stuff that feeling down, we can embrace it and say, how is this earth preparing me for my final destination? All of the things that are happening to me daily are preparing me and I'm being made sanctified and being made holy and being made more like Christ. Or am I being made more like the world? Am I being transformed into his image? Or am I just conforming to the world? So I think this whole slowing down, you know, people can talk about slow living and a slow culture and slow down and all of that. But if we don't look at it in a biblical perspective of why, we're just going to be trying to slow down for the sake of slowing down. But what I'm talking about is, Slowing down so that you're not embracing 
the culture of this world, slowing down so you're not looking like this world. Because again, it's a mindset. You can be very busy. Like I said, my past few weeks have been full of busy. But in the busy, I can see the mindset of me embracing what is truly important. And some things have to go in the middle of that, like posting on Instagram, like, you know, sharing all the social media stuff. In the middle of some of the hardest things I've gone through in the past few weeks, that's like the first thing to go. Because I'm like, you know what? Right now I need to be hyper-focused on what's in front of me. There have been seasons of my life with Simply Living for Him, with this ministry where I'm posting left and right and I'm sharing all the things and I'm doing the daily devotions and I'm doing the weekly podcast and I'm doing Facebook Live, sending out emails, doing all the things, traveling, speaking, writing. And right now, not that I'm not ministering, but I feel like the Lord is like, we're just going to take it a little slower and you're going to be a little quieter because we're in this preparation for what's to come. And it doesn't mean it's forever. Who knows? Maybe this time next year, I'll be back out there speaking. I'll be back out there writing. I'll be doing other things. But you've got to keep your eyes on the end game. You've got to daily. I'm in a women's Bible study right now, and we had a challenge a couple weeks ago. You have to daily. Our challenge is to daily ask the Holy Spirit every morning to lead us. And that sounds like, well, of course we want the Holy Spirit to lead us. But do we? Because if you look at your day, most likely you're leading yourself all day long. But if you wake up in the morning with the mindset, Holy Spirit, please lead me today. I surrender this day to you. I am opening my hands to whatever this day brings. Lord, what I've been praying is not just lead me in the morning. I've been praying because I know me. I'm a human. I'm saying, Lord, redirect me during the day when I start to get off track. Redirect me when I'm not letting the Holy Spirit lead me. And I've seen him actually doing that. But it takes that intentional prayer every day. And when you're letting the Holy Spirit lead you, it's not necessarily that you're physically slowing down, but you are weeding out the unimportant. Because the Holy Spirit may have you going a million miles an hour, but if it's for doing the things of God and the things that you're meant to do, you're going to weed out all the other junk. And then naturally, you'll be slowing down. You won't be trying to keep up with this world. You're going to try to keep up with the Lord. We want him to set our pace, not the world. And sometimes he's going to say, slow down. Where are you running to? Are you running to glory with me someday? Are you running to chase after the things of this world? Are you chasing after him? Or are you chasing after the opinions of others? Are you chasing after him? Or are you chasing after your own accomplishments because they make you feel good? Are you chasing after him because you want to be more like him? Or are you chasing after the things of this world that make you feel good? And so we have to remember, it's not something we do and just say, I'm going to slow down for the purpose of slowing down. It's weeding out the things that aren't important so that you can keep up with him. It's slowing down your pace to keep up with the world so that you can walk at the pace that he is setting for you. 
So maybe you thought you were going to listen to this episode and I was going to be like, here are the steps to slow living and here are the things you need to do and you need to get out in nature and you need to do. No, you don't need to do anything but put your eyes on God and he will set the pace for you. And so that's something that I've been learning lately. I've cut out a lot of things lately. If you've noticed, I'm not active on social media hardly at all these days. I hadn't had a podcast in a few weeks. And that's okay. The Lord is showing me like the world will get on without you, Karen. You don't need to always be talking. You don't need to always say all the things. Just sit with me, Karen. Just sit with me. That's what he's saying. Just sit with me. And when I give you something to say, you'll say it. And at the same time, I've had a lot of ministry that has changed. Um, As I've talked about many times on here, I have a part-time job at my church now. And God's been giving me so many opportunities that I haven't had really in so long because I've been so present here just in my local church, in my community. Uh, Normally in the spring, talk about slowing down. Normally in the spring at this time of year, I'm traveling all over the place. For the past, I think, 10 years, I have spoken at a homeschooling conference um, every single year. And for the past, you know, eight to five to eight years, I've been speaking at many conferences in the spring. And there have been years that we've done up to seven trips. Um, You know, that means coming home, getting on a plane, having a few weeks time, getting back on a plane, coming home, having a few weeks time, getting back on a plane, having a few days time, getting back on a plane. Like, and all of those things, I don't, I mean, I've absolutely loved my time of ministry, speaking at conventions, running retreats, speaking at women's events, speaking at local events, all of those things. I've absolutely loved every bit of it. And this year I felt 100% in my spirit as the contracts were coming in back in the fall or in the summer last year for, you know, this spring, I, I just felt the Lord saying no. You can't do it. (laughs) And it's funny because first, some of the contract dates would, you know, coincide with things in our life. And I was like, oh, I can't make it, you know. And then I realized, wait, I can't make any of these and I really can't make them work. And I feel like the Lord is just telling me, no, not this year. It's not time to get on a plane again and run around. And I didn't know when I said no. See, this is where you have to follow the Lord. I knew the Lord was saying to be home in the spring, but I didn't know necessarily why. But now that I'm in it, and this is how the Lord works, he just gives us one step at a time. He gives us just enough information for what we need to know. He was giving me the information, no, you need to be home in the spring. And so I am. And I'm seeing now that I'm in it. Oh my goodness, there's no way I would have been able to travel right now with all the things going on in our lives personally and otherwise. And at the other hand, on the other hand, I see the amount of time that I have, like the amount of connections that I have made with people right in my church, in my community, um, has been wonderful. And so it's, it's not that I'm not ministering. The Lord's just like, there's, you know, different ministry that's going to happen right now. And it's meaningful ministry and it's different connections and it's, um, deep connections though, like, you know, every day. And it's a beautiful thing to see how the Lord is like, you know what? Nothing is forever. And I'm going to change your season right now. And you're just going to go with the flow and we'll see what next year brings. 
And so I'm kind of thankful not to be, I'm not kind of, I am very thankful not to be jumping on planes right now, jumping in cars for, you know, 13 hour car rides and all of that. I'm very thankful in the morning to be like, okay, what is on my to-do list today? And even if it feels a little busy sometimes, I'm appreciating what's right here in front of me. I'm able to connect. Like other times we would, you know, and we're talking about coming out of COVID a couple of years now. So everything was crazy, whether it was at your church or just in life, you know, with events being canceled and this and that. And now it's like everything is back to in-person as, you know, as it was before in real life. And this is a great time for me to just be home. I'm not like, okay, let me connect with you, but I'm leaving on a plane next week. And, you know, your mind, for me, my mind is always distracted when I have a lot of trips coming up with things going on. Um, So I feel very present right now, and I'm thankful for that. So I want to ask you today, if you're listening because you're like, yes, I need to slow down. I'm just like, I want slow living. This isn't an episode where I'm going to say, okay, in order to do that, you need to cut your calendar, you need to go buy a farm, and you need to get off the grid, and you need to go be a homesteader, and you need chickens, and you need cows, and you need, you know, to uh, not do anything. It's not that. That's not what I'm going to say at all. If you're like, you know what, I'm just feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling like I'm running the rat race and I'm feeling like I'm busy all the time and I want to I wanna know what it's like to slow down. It doesn't mean you have to go make your own clothes. It doesn't mean you have to go make your own soap. It doesn't mean you have to grow your own food. Those things can be part of slowing down for sure. Connecting with nature, absolutely. Slowing down to just sort of appreciate the processes, you know, of growing your own food and all that. Yes, that is a part of slowing down. But what I'm saying is there's so much more than that. It's about so much more than just what we do. It's why we do and who's leading us in what we do. So slowing down means you're walking with the Lord at his pace. You are keeping up with him and not the Joneses. You are surrendering every morning. Lord, let your Holy Spirit lead me today. I'll go fast if you want me to. I'll go slow if you want me to. But it's really about your mindset on where you're journeying to. I want you to remember if you're on here and you're listening like, how can I slow down? Just say, what's the end game? Like, what on earth am I running to? If you're running around every day because your to-do list is so busy and your schedule is so full and your kids are going from activity to activity, why? Just ask yourself why? And if your answer is because the Lord has led us to do all those things, then have at it. Go run around. But if you're like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm doing all those things. That's the time to evaluate. Is he leading you to do those things or is the world leading you to do those things? Is he leading you to do those things or have you just tried to take control to do all the things without seeking him first? slowing down so that you can walk with the Lord and not with the world. That's what it's all about. So it may be different than what you thought. Maybe you thought I was going to tell you how to have a hobby farm and be a homesteader. You're looking at the wrong girl because I'm barely able to keep my head above water with this puppy, right? But I have seen, especially in the past few weeks, that when you trust the Lord to lead you every single day, 
and you ask the spirit to lead you so you're not walking by the flesh. You will naturally slow down because you will naturally not desire the things of this world. You want to keep up with him and not the people of this world, other people's opinions, or even your own desires. And that's what it really means when I say, you know, slow down. Where on earth are you going? Hopefully we're all going home. One of the beautiful things we talked about at our settled conferences, there's that meme that I've seen floating around the internet lately that says, um, for Christians, you know, we're all just walking each other home. And I love that. We're all on a journey. We're all walking home together. We're all walking home together with the Lord. And so on that journey, are your eyes fixed on your destination or are they so stuck here that you think that this is all there is? Because when you think that this is all there is, yeah, you're going to be like trying to do it all, do this, do that. But when you realize that eternity is the end game, it changes everything. What you believe about God will determine how you live. So I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear what you think about this episode. I'm sorry for not being here for so long. I'll just be real and honest and transparent with you. Like simply living for him right now is a day by day thing. Uh, For a while, you know, it was what I did. It was, you know, I was ministering first to my family. Simple living for him was, you know, my baby, my ministry. And still, uh, it's still there. I'm never going to give it up, I don't think, unless the Lord tells me to. And sometimes he tells me to, like now, put it down for a little while. I've never been about followers. I've never been about money. I've never let any of that worldly stuff motivate me. My motivation here has always been to tell people about Jesus. And it may just look different now because there is so much going on in real life. I am connecting with others and telling others about Jesus in real life that maybe I'm just slowing it down over at Simple Living for Him. Um, So you may not get a podcast episode every week. Uh, You may not see me posting much on uh, social media, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect. So feel free to reach out to me at my email, Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. You can always send me a message on one of my social media accounts. You can leave a voicemail at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. I would love to hear from you guys. I love, you know, real connections. So please reach out and let me know if this encouraged you. Thank you for your grace with this ministry as it sort of has shifted lately. And um, I'm just thankful that God gives me any little ability to um, point people to him on a daily basis however that looks so i thank you for listening until the next time i wish you all the blessings and joy in jesus today